Welcome back, everybody, to After the Checkers with Kyle Hall. I am Kyle Hall, and I have a really cool, um, very dirt track, well-versed member of the announcing community, Corey Litton, uh, announcer at a lot of tracks uh, over his career, but regular announcer at Buffalo River Raceway Park or Glendon for most people. Uh, Buffalo River Speedway. Yeah, (laughs) yes. It's not Raceway Park anymore. Yeah, we changed, we changed it to uh, Buffalo River Speedway last year when the new ownership took over. Love that. Perfect. Okay, so Buffalo River Speedway and then West Fargo is is also your track, correct? Red River Valley Speedway, correct. West yep. Fargo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny how, like, there's the name of the racetrack and then there's what people call the racetrack. And then some, yeah. sometimes those are the same thing. And then very frequently, they are not the same thing whatsoever. It's fun. Yeah, sometimes they sometimes they're completely completely different. And, yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Glendon, I call like, North, I call North Central Brainerd all the time. Right. Yes. <laughs> and Glendon is Glendon yep. and not Buffalo River Speedway kind of thing to me anyway. So, but uh, yeah, it makes whatever. Who cares? But welcome to the show, Corey. How the heck are you? Great. Great. Good. And you? I am very well. <laughs> I am. I am excited to have you on the show. So, um, uh, I told you like before we started here, I, I tried to keep things to about a half an hour. Things have been going about 45 minutes. And, uh, and then I said, we're putting two announcers together. And so this is, it's maybe gonna, <laughs> might be two and a half hour show. Yeah, but, it could be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, first off, let's tell us about the background here. Like we're, you're not really outside. Um, and this, it's going to be a, a pretty, yeah, go ahead and tell us. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, an old picture I took of the Wee Town Outlaw Speedway because I don't want anybody to see how dirty my office is and how how jumbled up it is because I'm currently getting ready for the racing season, which means everything's tore apart. Every Everything that I do is tore apart and getting put together yeah. uh, with about eight different projects all at once. So That's yeah, I put, how this decided I put a nice a nice outdoor scene in there instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, it's uh we were saying before we went on that we need to get a hold of Dale Jr. and have him do a, a Lost Speedways episode there at, at Wee Town. So that would be. I fun. couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah, no. So Dale Jr., I know you're watching. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> maybe he is. Who knows? But uh, so tell us about you outside of racing. Who is who is Corey Layton? Are you are you married? Do you have kids? What do you do? That kind of stuff. Well, I'm I'm in a relationship with my girlfriend Jenny. We've been together for about three years, uh, along or just coming up to four years now, very soon. Um, and we have a daughter together, Clara, who's two years old. And uh, I also have three other sons. Uh, I have a I have a son that's a junior in high school right now, Casey, uh, uh, coming into his going to be a sophomore year next year. Will be my son Cole. Um, and then my, uh, I have a seven-year-old son named Chase also. And, awesome. and uh, yeah, I really liked alliteration. So that's why all of my kids have a C all, name just you, like mine. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I also have a cat named Cleo too. So that one wasn't <laughs> even, we didn't even name her. It's like, well, she's got a C name. I guess we got to bring you her You have in. to adopt that cat. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, I've also, you know, I work at a bar here in Fargo, work at Duffy's bar. Uh, my family's owned it for I think 16 years now and I you know, live next door to it. So I have a liver about this big right now. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I help out whenever I can over there. Uh, I have a radio show here in Fargo, Checkers and Wreckers on KFGO 790 AM uh, every Friday talking about racing. And then that's going to that's going to spin off into a longer, more in-depth podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And uh, other than that, I was a I was a mobile DJ and karaoke guy for for about twenty years. <laughs> yeah, which is about been there, done that. Eighteen years too long. Yeah. And <laughs> yep. <laughs> also came from from uh, playing in bands too. So yeah, between that, I've been since fifteen years old. I've been working in bars. You've been holding a holding a microphone for one reason or another for a long, long time. Yeah, pretty much. And the funny thing is, when I first started doing that, I didn't get into a sing. I I was just a guitar player. I I thought I'd look cool with my leather pants and long hair. Yeah. And I don't fit into the leather pants anymore, and I don't have any hair. <laughs> so <laughs> if I were to grow long hair again, I would be a mustache and a mallet away from looking like Gallagher. Yeah, and that would be not good. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing I got got away from that phase, but I still yeah. do play guitar, and still do sing. And now, uh, now I'm a dirt track racing announcer and camera guy. I love that. I love that. That's a, it's good transitions. Like it, I, I would say for the better, like the, you brought up DJing and it, I, I always like, I I've done that for, for a, a bit here and there kind of a thing. And, and, uh, being, being the wedding DJ is fun for about two hours. And then yeah. at about 10 o'clock when everyone else in the room is just hammered and they're falling over all of your equipment and they're like, no, my song's got to be next. Like then it, it stops being fun right at that point. My favorite thing is we're leaving soon. When's my song coming up? Yes. Yeah. And then they're there all night anyways. So yeah. I'm like, it'll, it'll, it's coming up really soon too. It's six o'clock. <laughs> like you're leaving soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, very good. So how did the transition from all of that stuff, like how, how did dirt track race announcing start? Like where, where does the love of dirt track racing and how did, how did the announcing part of it start? Well, I, I guess I've been around it since I was, since I was a young kid. Uh, my, my grandpa used to own a parts store with his, his uh, brother-in-law down in Morris, Minnesota. So he sponsored Dave Stork back in the eighties. And Dave was, you know, one of the, one of the best in the business, especially yeah. in the modifieds. And so we got to, I got, it, it was really fun to be a Dave Stork fan in the eighties, especially because he won a lot. Dominated. And yeah. he, he won't, he'd race at, you know, uh, West Fargo and he was the first modified champion of West Fargo. And then he also raced a lot in at Viking Speedway in Alexandria. And, uh, we would also watch him out at, well, we town, like my background, right? And yeah. Right now, we're, we would be in danger of getting hit by him because we're, we're going into turn one right by the wall. You're right next to the wall here. Yeah. I'd say in danger, but not really in danger because he'd miss us. He's that good. Um, and then, you know, just kind of, I also lived in Kando briefly. We had a county fair track up there, the Towner County Speedway. So I got to see a couple of races up there. But other, other than that, you know, about four or five tracks when I was younger. Right. But one day I'm sitting in the, sitting in our, family's bar and one of our local radio djs said hey we have some tickets to go to buffalo river uh, race park or whatever it is can you you want to come with us and i said they're opening today yeah. <laughs> okay yeah i'll go so i went out there with them and just kind of impressed them enough with my knowledge of what was going on like i and really all I did was just kind of say hey that guy's pretty good he might win this one and <laughs> then they're doing picks back and forth and the, the guy that basically ran the station, his wife was listening to me the entire time. And I was feeding her picks because I knew the guy that ran the station too. And, you know, he liked to, we like to make him look bad sometimes. Yeah. 
So I was feeding her picks and she was winning all the time. He's like, don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> then the, later on uh, the next morning, I got a phone call saying, Hey, do you want to come on and talk about what happened? And that spawned a 11 year radio show. Awesome. And then shortly after that, all the tracks picked me up and just kind of brought me in to do stuff. And like, I, I got to work with Ron Crow, got it at Buffalo river speedway for a while. Legend. And, and I, I would, gladly step aside to bring that guy back in just to just to sit and walk, work with yeah. him again because yeah. it, it just every day was fun with that with yes. that guy and uh, uh i worked with him in fergus falls also briefly and then west fargo started up and during this time i was also helping out the red river cart club and uh, a lot of the people in charge there were like we're gonna open red river valley speedway back up do you want to be the announcer and i'm like Yes. 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 Exactly. I want to be the announcer. And because <laughs> I grew up watching Rod Miller out there as, as talk about racing all the time. And he was a legend. And I'm like, I think I can do this. I've, I've learned enough yeah. from watching him and Ron Krogh and yeah. Don Don me for a little while out in, in, in uh, Alexandria before Ron took over. And I think I have a shot at this. I, I, I really like, really like to try this. And that's so where it pretty much started. Do you, like, you're naming some pretty big, you know, early on announcer names. Is there, do you, do you have a style and is your, do you emulate any of them? Oh, I, I'm, I know I, I rip off all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Every one of them. Uh, You know, Ron's energy and enthusiasm and and along with Rod also, I mean, it's that's the what i what i learned on is you know getting excited when something awesome happens when yep. when the battles start heating up that's when you start really picking up your pace a little bit you try to you try to match the energy and emote and yes. give the emotion of the event yes. uh, that's going on in front and um i still have a charge horn that i play uh, that rod miller used to play all the time um i even actually have a sound clip he came in one time and we had an xr broadcast uh, at Red River Valley Speedway once, and we had a Hall of Fame night kind of. Th- it wasn't. It was like a reunion night before we had our Hall of Fame set up. And he has a call called goes wheel to wheel, bumper to bumper. Here they come, and here we go. I uh, yeah, that's perfect. And uh, I, I got him to do that. I, I'm like Rod, you're up in the booth here with me. You have to start this show. You have to start the race with that. And I handed it off to him. And after that broadcast is done with, I'm like. I wonder if it's still in the broadcast. Yeah. So I went back and rewatched it and sound clip that moment. The clip. And I have the, the clip of him saying the last time he ever started a race on at Red River Valley Speedway. That's awesome. And uh, I, I play that one at least two to three times a night. <laughs> and uh, people just go nuts for that because they think he's still there. And, yeah. <laughs> he's not. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 there's, I have a whole playlist of music that I came up with from memory. Uh, actually a friend a couple friends of mine and i came up from memory all the songs he used to play in what roughly the the order was that's awesome and i i have it the rod miller playlist and i'll play that in short moments just certain um you know how they say certain certain sounds or smells or sights or whatever kind yeah. of bring, bring back a memory it's it's there's mine uh from my childhood is keith moylanin um who um was the announcer at princeton for Christ, 45 years or something like that every Friday night. Uh, and then for a decade or 15 years, something like that was the announcer up in Brainerd, maybe longer. 
Um, but I, I remember his style being very sort of like train tracks. Like there, <laughs> he didn't have that thing, but it worked for him. Like it, and he, whereas you and I will have music playing or, or maybe we've got recorded ads or something like that. And we hit play and we go, go down to the pits and walk around or go do whatever we're doing. Um, Keith sat and this is this is back in the years of where the cars packed like there was no pack trucks it was the race cars on right. the track packing the track and during the track packing he was literally reading the side of the car and and giving some little blurb about every sponsor on every car as they went by and as you know they made 15 laps out on the track he'd he'd grab one sponsor each time they went by and talk about that and mm -hmm. it was just like those are the things that I remember from you know being seven eight years old at the racetrack. That's it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to hear those. It's fun to hear your stories as well, like that. So <laughs> yeah, and you know I I love going back to all too. I mean, especially especially at the Rod Miller and Ron Krog ones. I mean, yeah, there are so many great stories from from those guys, and and I get it, every chance I get to have a chance to talk with them. I I do. And yep, just to go pick, I clear and I clear three hours out of my day to go go talk to him. exactly <laughs> so tell us about the the it's checkers and wreckers is the name Correct. of your radio show and it's and it's a radio blurb not it's like you said it's only four minutes long yeah it's uh yeah. it's a it's a ramon song and a half um <laughs> it it uh yeah we just kind of highlight what what goes on weekly around the area uh nascar and world of outlaw stuff too um you know obviously fargo moorhead area is big shots country so right. we gotta gotta talk about the world of outlaws and how how donnie's been doing and yes. um uh and you know, a lot of people still like nascar uh i've been watching the ratings this year they're they're good they're way up yeah so finally <laughs> Other than last month Monday's race, but that's because rain delay is always You're at work. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we do about four minutes or so, and then you know highlight what's coming up next, and then uh, like I said, we're we're going to be branching off and doing a podcast uh, with where we, you know, go a little bit more in depth with it. Where yeah, I'll do about five Ramon songs instead of a Ramon song. Yeah, yeah, and still still on the radio. And is yep. that, do you go in and record that on an off time then kind of it, like, obviously it has, it's a time sensitive, it's a perishable thing. Yeah. So are you, are you in there on Mondays doing it or when are you doing it? Yeah, I go in there on uh, Friday morning at 6 40 AM and, uh, and record or just do it live in studio okay. uh, with our, with our morning show, show uh, guys that we have in there, Dan Michaels and Doug Lear, who are really awesome people. Nice. Nice. That's like, I, I got to explore that idea. Like I kind of dig that idea, but it, it, mine would be in St. Cloud and I, I don't want to drive that far every week. So. But uh, I've, I've called in a few times too, like, uh, especially when I'm on the road doing like the Dakota mod tour or something sure. I, I've had, had to do it. So, which means I actually had to behave at the Dakota mod tour. Um, Cause <laughs> you had to be able to wake up at six 40 in the morning. Yeah. Usually I was still awake. Still awake. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's those tours can be that kind of a thing for sure. So um, it, the other thing that I noticed, just like kind of doing a little research on Corey Litton, because we we know each other, but we don't know each other. Um, is right. you're a huge baseball guy, like your other sport uh, love is baseball. That's it's one of them, uh, mainly because I was a Vikings fan. I don't want to admit it anymore. <laughs> um, 
but Super yeah. Bowl this year though, baby. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. going right. Yeah. Um, Six no, second try is the term. <laughs> yeah, I was a big Phillies fan growing up, uh, and and Twins because they never played a meaningful game against each other, so it's okay sure. to. You know, I, I always have one on each in each league league basically. Um, like uh, Phillies and Twins, uh, they were both fun to cheer for in the eighties at yeah. times. Yeah. Um, to tell about seven. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 87 was fun. 91 was fun. Everything after that. I mean, there was, there's sometimes that were there's fun. flashes right now. <laughs> the twins are being awesome right now. So I I'm very sure that, uh, actually my, uh, my daughter, Clara, um, she was conceived after one of the twins games that we went to in the, in, nice. in the cities. So yeah, yeah, perfect. And you got to thank the rain in Boone, Iowa for that one. I was supposed to go down to Boone. Instead, we got to stay over an extra night out in, in uh minneapolis so perfect there yeah. you go there you go that's <laughs> had nothing that's, to do that uh, night <laughs> fun stuff so okay so we we've talked about announcing we've talked about being a baseball guy we've talked about the radio show is there anything that we've missed in talking about Corey litton god not really i mean uh yeah it's yeah, that's pretty much me right let's, there. So let's talk about this. Like you, you've gotten, there's a lot of announcers that are a bit jealous of you that, that you get to go down and sit in the announcer's booth at Bristol Motor Speedway. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and even if it's ever so brief, you, you've gotten to announce a race at what is clearly the best NASCAR track. Like I, if, if I could go to one NASCAR race, that would be the race. And so, um, Tell us about that experience. What is, what is, what is the realization of sitting in that? Well, thankfully, while you're announcing, I mean, the first thing you get when you get into that booth and you're walking in, it's like one of those old NFL films videos where they show the stadium from a wide angle lens kind of thing at the beginning. Yeah. And the shot comes down and the sun is peering over the top of the stadium. That's what you get when you walk in. And, um, well, first off, the elevator getting to the top from from where we're at is about the size of a grain elevator around this area, <laughs> and that's one of the smallest parts. Huh. <laughs> that in the Allison Terrace is where that is uh, on the front straightaway, and you get up to, the, to there and you see all walk through the hallway, all the pictures on the walls from yeah. previous years, all the past, the history just comes up alive in that place, and then you walk into the door, and then peer through that glass. And you just get the enormity of that whole place. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just incredible. And like I said, I mean, it makes the sun look small when you're there. Yeah. yeah. It's that, that big, that monstrous. Uh, and, and then you move down to the seat where you're going to be sitting right in front of the glass and you look down and you realize that is a long way up. And <laughs> then when you finally get to actually calling a race there, you're really happy that you have a, a TV in front of you because you can't see numbers on the side of the cars in the back straightaway. It's that, it's that far, far away. away. That's crazy. Yeah, and it, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, the speed still, even from that height, is it's still it's still massive. It, it it's incredible, especially when you get the late models out there. I could not believe how fast those things were going. Yeah, even yeah. the Hornets it, were were bang banging around there pretty good. You can't say bang bang though. Oh, we can't yeah. say bang banger. No, yeah, that's. Uh, that's pretty offensive to, to Hornet drivers. 
And I'll stop saying bang. I, guess, bang I don't know. Like that's crazy. But I, this year it was the best race. Like not even close. The Hornets were the best race. That race was insane. And you get yeah. three big feature races every night for those guys. Uh, and, <laughs> Cause I think we had like 75 of them roughly every night. And it was three big 25 car feature races just yeah. on the qualifying nights alone. Then you get to the B mains and the, and the, the A main. And uh, yeah, they were incredible. They were flying through that. Yeah. Yeah. They and were you the, wouldn't they... think that a class like that would ever have an issue with aerodynamics, but man, those guys were trying to find ways to make their cars a lot slicker so that they would, they would move through that. Yeah, you would never, I would never anyways think that, that like, whatever, <laughs> like, what are we doing? 60? Not there. Like, I, I mean, I know those guys had to be bumping a hundred, right? Oh, easily, yeah. uh, easily. Every class we had out there had to be hitting a hundred. And <laughs> like, we, we have to go out there. I was going to say, the, the only thing that's scary about a Hornet doing a hundred miles an hour is it's still a 30 year old car yeah. with, with, with roll bars that are welded to a 30 year old. And I guess I'm thinking of it, Minnesota cars. Like you're, you've welded steel to rust and like, if, if you get upside <laughs> down now, obviously the rest of the world down there, they're, they don't have the, the issues that, that we have up here, but, but uh, with rust and that sort of thing, but still like that is, they're not, they're not purpose built, you know, solid two frame chassis cars that can get upside no. down doing a hundred. No. And I mean, what do those cars normally look like on the street when they get into a crash doing yes. 80 miles an hour, 85 yeah. miles an hour? I mean, we get to run the Packer cars out there, which were old repurposed Ford Crown Vicks and stuff yeah. from the police auctions. And I was hitting 80. Uh, I was I was going around comfortably at 80. Yeah. In, yeah. In going the wrong direction, too, uh, I might add, because we had to pack it backwards. And at one point, I was, I was getting over 90, and I'm sitting there going, wow, that's a lot of speed going into this really really high corner and then you just leap over exactly and, and it does it, the banking just pushed you right into the corner right. yeah like it turned for you it, it, it's it was incredible how that place just just kept your speed going for you yeah but i backed off because i even hit one of the dirtles one of the first laps and that that almost knocked me through the window <laughs> and it was, on purpose it was, did you hit it on purpose just to see yeah, yeah exactly yeah, i wanted to see <laughs> If I was going to talk about it, I want to know. You got to know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's maybe a good question for you. Have, have you ever raced? Like, did you, have you ever like actually gotten a car and raced a race? I did a little bit of go-kart racing when uh, checkers and wreckers first started up. Actually, they, they invited me to start racing the adult class because we were trying to get it going. There was nobody really involved. There was maybe one or two guys They're like, well, we want to get this off the ground a little bit. So they, they put me in a cart that somebody had for sale and I raced against the adults. And actually, towards the end, I got competitive. So I raced for about, uh, I think, I think four years okay. in the, in the go karts, and uh, I did. I rattled off five wins in a row once, so nice. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, uh, I beat the Steven Ader Olson, um, which is that's a that's a tough one right there. He's a lifer in this uh, this oh, division, wow. so yeah, he he knows how to get around. But I, I did a couple of gimmick races where I got into a, a two driver road hog kind of thing. Yeah. And I raced, raced a super stock out at Cheyenne Speedway in, in Lisbon, North Dakota here and actually won. But uh, there was only two cars in that race. And what I didn't know, because I was helping somebody else out, was uh, that the other car didn't finish the feature. It had well, some motor well, issues. You basically you tell they got the story started. how you want to tell it. 
well, so I start on the outside. They're inside. And green flag comes out and I take off. Every lap I'm coming out of turn four swearing to the guys there. Yeah. Because I'm hearing something right You're next hearing to them right back next there. To yeah. And I'm so I'm throwing it in the corner harder every lap. And I come out of turn four, still swear he's right there. Then uh final lap comes up. That's when I actually start looking around a little bit. Coming out of two, I realized I'm like, I think I got him here. Then coming out of four, I looked over to my left and through the window net, I could see that the car was sitting in the infield the entire time. <laughs> he well, you, you got were the right. Car. You got him coming yeah, out of they, two. Yeah. You got him. Yeah. I laughed him for the entire race. Yeah. And uh, I stuck my hand out the window, whatever number one. <laughs> I got out the window. You get and, to tell the story how you want to when you win. I, I mean, yeah. yeah <laughs> and uh, I think we had a pretty good party on the way home because that was the last time that that car, that driver had won. It was Brent Polskamp is his name. Last time that that, guy has, that guy's car had won in many years. And finally, when he won out of Buffalo River one Perfect. night, I, walked, I, I was in victory lane with him. And I said, now I can finally stop saying I was the last guy to win in your car. And he started laughing pretty hard. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> So um, I've started this new thing on the show, Corey, called Define This Word. And, I, it's for, and you, you're going to define a racing word. Like us as announcers and, and race people in general, um, <laughs> use, use we have our own vocabulary. Like certain words right. that we use and people maybe understand them. And, but if you're an outsider, you don't know. Like you're like, what the hell is that? And so I, we're, I, I have this whole list of maybe like 100 different racing terms that that my next hundred guests are, are each going to get to define one so your word oh, we're is not going to go through them all no we're not going to go through them all uh, your <laughs> word is going to be bench racing so bench what is racing? what is bench racing bench racing is sitting sitting down and bsing with whoever will listen to you about what happened in the race i mean yeah it, everyone's a lot better as a bench racer than they were as a as a exactly as an actual racer but everybody would have won if there had just been one more lap in bench racing and they they seem to be able to recall more things than ever actually really happened <laughs> um and that's that's, true. What, that's my favorite thing about that is you get you get all 90 different kinds of emotions they went through when they're spinning out yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> In, in that quarter of a second it took for that car to get backwards in front of a field of 24 cars, there, you hear all about all of it and, <laughs> and how there's never been a race or never been a, a, a caution that was my fault. Yo, oh, yeah. 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 Yep. yep. Like, um, I'm still mad about a call that went against me, speaking of bench racing, when we were running go-karts, uh, the uh, flag man told me, because uh, I had a flathead motor, which was way underpowered compared to everybody else. I was on the pole while the flag man jokingly said, well, you take off, I'll throw the green flag. You know, give it, give <laughs> yeah, I'll give you the hit. So I took off out of two. <laughs> <laughs> and I still only had probably about a hundred foot lead coming out of turn oh, four. But <laughs> so he's throwing the yellow flag already. And I'm throwing my hands up here. Go, what? <laughs> I'm still mad about that. Out one. of yeah, two. Yeah. Some of the best bench racers in the world, though, Corky Thomas is one of the best. If you ever get a chance to hang out with him, he has the sights, the sounds, and even the smells of everything that happens. That happens, this. And, yeah. Yep. And he is incredible at it. And the more bush light that's gone down, the, the 
the the further after the last race of the <laughs> night so when it's three in the morning and there's there's just bush light empties did dead soldiers everywhere that's when the bench racing gets really 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 good yes and, and that brings up another another uh one of my top bench racers ever and that's greg freestead who drives uh in the nlra late models right now he's he really knows how to how to hit bench that bench race yeah. really well he's never lost a race after after the races were over kind of thing <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah. yeah nice so that's bench racing everybody uh and i couldn't agree with you more that is dead on nuts exactly what bench racing <laughs> is 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 reliving past races and and past grievances and past victories and making stuff up that never happened so um okay next section next little segment that we do is the rapid fire questions um, and it's five questions that have something or nothing one over the other to do with racing. And so um, there's, there's five questions. Your first question in the rapid fire questions is if Elon called you up tonight and said, do you want to go to Mars? Are you getting on that rocket ship and going to Mars? I have a fear of heights, but I'm going. <laughs> there's not much further height than Mars, I suppose. Yeah. Who else can say they've gone? Right. Well, I think Mars is a one-way trip though. Like, I don't think, I think when we start sending people there, I think they're staying there. All right, then no. Yeah, no. no. I think it's, I, I think, I don't think I would just because, just because of that. Like there's like, there's clearly not any dirt track racing. There's no, there's no football. Like my friends aren't there. Like I'm, I'm social enough to where, I don't know that I would go. It would be cool to be, you know, history books and all that kind of, you know, John Glenn, first guy in the moon, first guy to step on Mars kind of thing. But I don't, I don't think I could, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm the right guy. Yeah, but the first animal that got sent to space died. So exactly. Monkey. Yeah. And yeah. once you think about it, the only racing that would be on Mars would be dirt track racing. Exactly. Not a lot of pavement up there. So you have to no, worry about that no. asphalt stuff. And it, yeah. it is, it is a planet that is 100% inhabited by robots. So we got that too. We do have that. We do have that. Although Elon will, there would be something cool about it if Elon did it. So, um, okay. Second question is what is a successful, like I've asked this question, what's a successful night of racing to drivers? Like what, what's a good night of racing if you're a driver? What's a good night of racing when you're the announcer? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, yes. Since it's rapid fire, I got to go quick. Uh, I would say not stuttering a lot, uh, not swearing over the microphone. Um, <laughs> 20, names 22 right. years, I've never swore not one time. Other like little swear words. I've never dropped big ones. Uh, I've, I've, I've gotten close. I've yeah, gotten I've close. never gotten one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, pretty much that. Uh, don't spill on yourself. Don't trip down the stairs. There is that. Yep. Yep. Um, I have said some questionable things, uh, <laughs> you know, like where you're just, it's just words falling out of your mouth. You're not necessarily thinking about it at that point. And, uh, and, and gotten some, when you watch the dirt race central broadcast back and you're like, Oh, did I, does that, is that the sequence of words that come out? That's not what I meant, but it is what it is. So the You're talking I, to a guy that was so sleep deprived one time he made a joke about William Howard Taft, and I still don't remember what the <laughs> hell it was. I think it's about him getting stuck in a tub. William Howard Bristol. Taft. Yeah, that's a way to be topical. Um, <laughs> it actually worked somehow. I, I don't remember what I said, but yeah, I, I went back and watched it again. And I'm like, I really said that, didn't I? 
Well, you get it's a, those are cerebral jokes. I call them. You got to think about the joke and and know a little bit of history. You got to be smart in order to get the joke, kind of thing. So yeah. Oh, I got um, everybody fooled in that one. Here, yes, I I I, <laughs> I resemble that remark. So um, this is one of those that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with racing. Is uh, what is red? This is a dad joke. You're you have four kids. You're gonna get this. What is red and smells exactly like blue paint? Red paint. Red paint is exactly right. See, that's a dad joke right there. Um, who we kind of talked about this a little bit ago, um, but who do you compare yourself to as an announcer? Like, who do you, um, if you if you have a style, or who do you who do you look, you know, look towards now as I want to be like that guy? Ooh, that's that's tough because, like I said I, earlier, I, I think I ripped everybody off pretty well. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, Rick Eshelman's one of my favorite announcers yeah. of the game. I, I've always, always appreciated him and what he does and, and admired what he does. I mean, everybody around the area has their own qualities out here. I, I, I really don't like to like to, uh, you know, put myself in too much of a hole here, but Chad Meyer is, uh, one of them that, you know, he's super great. He's, he's super great guy. Yeah. along with being yep. a great announcer, which I think that's what I, that's more what I'm striving to be. Yes. And I, I was going to say the same thing. You and I, before we before we hit record here, talked about Rick Eshelman and both of us had identical stories <laughs> with Rick Eshelman. And, and as an announcer, as a person that announces, let's let's not even say announcer, because then it has to be an announcing thing. And Rick Eshelman is just a great guy that that announces and, and, and as a, as a rookie, my first race ever announcing dirt track racing was sitting next to legendary announcer, Rick Eshelman. And he welcomed me in and, and said, Hey, you're going to do this with me in a, in a worldwide broadcast all, you know, it was on dirt on dirt. It was like on whatever it was back then that was the streaming service, all of those things. And he welcomed me in and said, no, we're going to do it together. And it was freaking awesome. And you shared a, a very similar story. And that's, if, if you were asking me that question, who, who would I like to be as an announcer? Rick. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. he's one of the, one of the very best. And like I said, he's like you said too, he's, he's one of the very best people too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. He's, he's very welcoming, very, he, he likes to put the local guy over. Yes. Which is, yeah. you know, that's a big thing. I mean, Very rare <laughs> from other touring big name guys that I've got to they're, they're, they're not letting you speak on their microphone. And so. Yeah. I've worked with some people that are very difficult that they uh, like, they have a certain spot that they need to sit yeah. in the booth at all times, or they, they just, they have to say the certain things and you know, it's fine. It's all well and good, but you got to give the other guys his, his bit too, exactly. uh, or it gets kind of uncomfortable and not yeah. easy to work with. Yeah, for sure. So, um, last question, this is a baseball question. Cause you're a baseball guy. <laughs> so, and this is math. Okay. Ready? So what is the minimum amount of pitches that can be thrown in a perfect game in a perfect game? Yep. Oh, that'd be 27. 27 pitches is exactly right. Has that ever been done? No, no. Do you, no. do you know, I looked up because I thought, man, I need to follow this through. Do you know what the minimum amount of pitches ever in a baseball, a major league baseball game is? 
I do not know that one actually. No. 58 pitches. 58 pitches. Wow. Yeah. In a complete game, perfect game was 58 pitches. Uh, And so just a little over two pitches per batter. Um, And that was in 1944 that happened. Wow. Yeah. I threw probably that much in an inning once. <laughs> and it was slow pitch softball. <laughs> First pitch usually right behind the batter's head. Don't get too comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're going to want to back up. Nope. Further. <laughs> Further. No. Okay. You're good there. Yeah. One of those oh. times where I can actually claim it was on purpose where I threw at a guy. Uh, his, I, his name is Scott Carvalum, and he's the other announcer at the Cheyenne Speedway when oh, I'm nice. working with him. Nice. He's their main announcer. We've, you know, we've always been friends. You know, I've known him my whole life. I've either lost at wrestling against him or football lost, lost at football against him. Um, and, <laughs> and also lost in baseball. In baseball. Him. Yeah. And apparently got kicked broke, out of a game in baseball. <laughs> he actually broke three of my ribs one time in a football game. Cause he hit me as I was throwing a pass and he, he hit me just right. Broke three of my ribs. And Hopefully yeah, everybody, hopefully everybody got over it. We're good friends. Yeah. Good. <laughs> we, we get along. We work well together. When I get the, when I have my Sundays off, I'll, I'll head down to, to Cheyenne, Cheyenne yeah. and down to Lisbon and, and re- co-announce with him. And, and yeah, we have a lot of fun together, but yeah, I did throw per- purposely at him. He just sat there and just kind of dropped the bat. Just took it and just let this shit eating grin out of his mouth. There, <laughs> Just kind of looked at me and I got him to pop up after that into the infield. And I pointed at him. I'm like, I got you. <laughs> nice. That nice. was a win in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So last section is, um, is this is the, the pay it forward question. So in this, the sponsor of this one is the ricochet uh, shock guards, which is hard to say ricochet shock guards. You have to, I have to, guards? yeah, I have That's to pause. Shot. Yeah, exactly. And I so can't do it either. It's, it's hard. You have to pause ricochet shock guards. And so, uh, but they're, it, they are exactly what they say. They are uh, made by Weir's manufacturing. Chad Weir's over in Wisconsin makes these. And it's, it's exactly what it is, is you people spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on suspension components. This covers up that shock, especially that right front one, so that it's not getting all the rocks and stones and clay and dirt and going up and down and getting wrecked. It keeps all that stuff off there. And so, uh, you can find them literally everywhere and they're like 30 bucks. And, and so if you're a driver, a modified, I, any kind of car that, that, that it's legal to put these on, go get them and put them on. It's 30 bucks and it saves your freaking suspension system. And so it's well, well worth it. So anyways, the pay it forward question, Corey, is uh, my last guest is going to ask you a question and then you are going to get to ask my next guest a question. <laughs> and so, uh, so my last guest was a guy by the name of Mike Stearns, who I'm sure you have announced oh, yeah. a thousand times. Yep. I, I still have one of his super stock shirts from back in the day that glue in the dark. How <laughs> badass is that glow in the dark shirts? Yep. That's pretty cool. So, um, so his question to you, uh, is what is your most memorable, not best unless it is the best, but your most memorable moment from dirt track announcing. Oh, well, that'd have to be, um, Dakota mod tour when they, a couple years ago, when they were at the red river Valley speedway, 
uh, Mike Anderson was racing a stock car in the heat race and he spun out early and it ended up like three quarters of a lap down. They just kept going. Well, they come to the white flag and Matt Speckman is leading and he pulls off going into turn one. Oh, and then yeah. Everybody else pulls off after that Followed except him. for Mike Anderson who comes around and, 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 uh, I think he told me one time, he's actually a neighbor of mine out at our lake cabin. It, it, he told me, he's like, he couldn't tell if it was the white or the checkered either, but he saw everybody else was still out or was pulling off and yeah, he didn't have room. He was coming, coming in hot. So he stayed on it to do another lap. Right. And, and he comes around and wins the heat race from three quarters of a lap down on the white flag. And that then everybody's turning around. Cause you're hearing them over the race receiver going, uh, guys, that, that was, was the white, white flag. flag. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, Chad Meyer and I were both on the call on that one. And we both ha- had to take turns talking about what the hell we were just seeing <laughs> because <laughs> none of us have been through a situation yeah. like that before. Yeah. I mean, I've seen one or two cars pull off early, you know, pull the old Mark Martin as it is. Right. Yeah. Head off down the back stretch or whatever and get <laughs> passed by everybody. And they're seeing this just nightmare of these cars turning around and coming back onto the track from turn two and they pull out onto onto the racetrack and uh mike wins but then again all everybody's coming out again so he does another lap and technically he got third also in that heat race first as and well third. because first <laughs> so and good. third yeah that's funny <laughs> Yeah, and that, that video the... went extremely viral on Facebook and, and all of the different places. That I mean, it's got to be millions and millions of views on that video. I think it was last time I checked, I think it was, was when uh, we reposted it last year. I think it was right around 900,000 views. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> I mean, crazy. even NASCAR is playing the clip from it the, yeah. in the next week. And uh, Clint Boyer's talking about it. Not or not or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. So. Okay, so my next guest is a guy that I think you're going to know extremely well. So this has got to be a very good question. Uh, it's it's. I don't I don't know this next guy. I don't know that we've ever shared a word with each other, but I I I see him all the time, and I I for whatever reason think of you two almost as synonyms. Like you're like you're kind of the same position. Ex- it's Tom Berg. Tom Berg? Yes, is is my next is my next guest. And so so I I for whatever you're both from the same area. Um you both are dirt track guys. Like what what is what is your question for Tom? Oh boy, I got to think about this one cuz he's a pretty good uh pretty good blogger. Uh, I don't want to yeah. I don't want to disrespect him at all really. So <laughs> um <laughs> if he had pick who would be the greatest racer he has ever seen? The best of uh, in his era. In, in his in so his he mind, has to have seen it with his yeah. eyes. Yeah. Okay. Best racer in your eyes. Perfect. And that's any any kind of racing whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you, you know, see it in it could person. Be Formula One. It could be. Yeah. Uh, backwards driving in holland or whatever uh, whatever he lightning mcqueen yeah in movies yes yes there you go (laughs) movies yeah best racing movie lightning mcqueen steve mcqueen (laughs) yeah (laughs) either you can't go wrong with either pick on that one they're both no yeah both of them are pretty damn good yeah won the damn piston cup (laughs) you notice he never won a race in that first movie but yet we still celebrate him yes hey 
like it's a little Michael Waltrippy. Like Michael took you know twenty two years or whatever it was to win his first race, but we we still love Michael. Yeah, yeah. I actually appreciate him a little more than I do Daryl, but then again, I was an Earnhardt guy, so. <laughs> See, and I I that I I came. This is I'm gonna. This is gonna get lots of comments now. Is I'm I'm a twenty four guy, and not William Byron. And so, um, uh, so that'd be Cecil Gordon. No, no, not Cecil either. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I was a huge Jeff Gordon guy. Uh, and, and it simply kind of for the same reason that, that you were a, a, a Stork fan is dude was just going to win like mm-hmm. Jeff won and you wanted to cheer for the winner kind of a guy. And so I was kind of the anti Earnhardt. And, and, but I love Dale Jr. I didn't like Dale Sr. at all. Um, and because they were, they were, you know, sharpening each other kind of a thing. And so yeah. I was a huge Gordon fan. And then when he left NASCAR lost its luster for me, honestly, until about three years ago when the five, when, when the 42 said what he said and got kicked out of NASCAR and came back as the five now I'm all about it again. Like, like Kyle Larson single-handedly made me a NASCAR fan again. Uh, because I, I, because he's just electric to watch. He's magnetic to watch. Well, and you know, he, he really put all of racing on the map, all the, all the racing that we love the most, he put it really back on the map with uh, him going out and winning in the outlaws, winning in a late model, winning winning in NASCAR. Yeah. He, he, he brought a lot of, a lot of division, like back together, right? Which I thought was I thought was really cool. And I like. Was, he's, I he might have had one of the most important years of racing in yes. in a long time. Yeah, and it had nothing to do with nas. Like it had nothing to do with asphalt. Like when he, like you still got to put bread on the table, and so he just went off and started winning everything else. Yeah, um, uh, and then they said, I honestly think that's a huge part of why he got reinstated so quickly was NASCAR went, Oh, we're going to need that back. You know? Yeah. They saw the numbers that the, that world of outlaws were getting for ratings exactly. on that when he yeah. would show up and they're like, well, we need that now. We need that back. Yeah, exactly. And so it was, uh, he's, he's by far my favorite NASCAR driver today for sure. So I know when <laughs> him and, uh, him and Brad sweet were in victory lane out at West Fargo when, when, uh, Kyle had won and I think it was chase Rodman who was an interviewing them said, um, is there one thing coming up here that that uh, Kyle could get you for for uh, for Christmas this year? And he goes, yeah, to go back to NASCAR. Yeah, I, I was there at that race. And, and it was <laughs> like, I remember saying that, like, he could go back and race asphalt. That would be great. <laughs> it was like, yeah. And then to jump in a late model, having never been in a late model and go out and do what he did in that and what he's doing in that. I mean, it's still as he has he raced 20 times in his whole life in a late model and he's out there dominating. If he hasn't, he's getting close. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, he raced all the Bristol races last year, I believe. And I think half of them this year. So yeah, there's at least six right there. And Crazy. yeah, he, yeah, just a few other events and he's, and he's won big events too. Yes. Not just yes. a local, a, a local $150 to win late model. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> big stuff. So well, man, I, I think I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours, but we, we better not do that. And so um, I appreciate you taking the time, Corey. And, and uh, if, I, if I'm over in your neck of the woods, I'm definitely going to come knock on your door and you please do the same if you make it down to St. Cloud. Oh, hell yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, I'm really, really uh, 
happy to join here on you on your show here. I, I I'm, I'm a fan of your work too. I've, I've seen you uh, call a lot of races. Yeah. One day I even got to come in, I think during the, the Funt Memorial mod four race yes. yeah. and watch you call in the booth, the mod while sitting with, with uh, Chris Colstad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. So I'm a fan of yours. So thank you for having me on. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it as well. We'll chat with you soon. Awesome.